Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. All great spiritual teachers tell us that the only moment we have is this moment right now. So the problem is when you're looking back and you're telling yourself a story about all the things you should have done up until this point in time, or you're looking ahead and saying, yeah, yeah, but I'm not there yet. So what we want to do is find a, a way to consistently be in the power of now. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm so excited today because I've got somebody who is heroic. He has overcome so many things to really activate his heroic potential to do amazing, amazing things. And he's here to talk about his brand new book today. But before we get into that, let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Brian Johnson. He's the founder and CEO of Heroic Public Benefit Corporation and the author of Arate, which we're going to talk about today. And the subtitle of the book is Activate Your Heroic Potential. He's 50% philosopher, 50% CEO and 101% committed to helping create a world in which 51% of humanity is flourishing by the year 2051. I'm very definitely sure I'm not going to be alive by then, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. know. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I will. But um, he is the founder and CEO, uh, or I mean, he as a founder and CEO, he's built and sold two social platforms. He's really a master of crowdfunding. I've I've learned in uh, doing my research on him, and he's helped millions of people around the world. And we're going to learn so much more all about that. He's also a husband. He's a dad of two amazing kids. And let's dive into learning a whole lot more about you, Brian. So uh, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm thrilled to be here and um, be part of your important work. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And first of all, you sent me this amazing book. This thing is like weight. Like I could do some, you know, weightlifting with this amazing workout. I know. I can do some workout with this book. This is some heavy-duty stuff, this book, Arte, Activate Your Heroic Potential. And you sent me a really, really nice VIP uh, kit, and it came with, uh, you know, metal and some a couple of T-shirts. But I want to dive into, first of all, what does Arte mean? Tell me about the name of the book, because it's 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 not a normal name of a book. So tell yep. me about that. Yeah, so the word arte, it's an ancient Greek word. 
And it's the one word answer the ancient Stoics and Greek philosophers would give you on how to live a good life. So Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, or Aurelius, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Seneca, if you ask them how to live a good life, they would have answered with arete. So we translate arete as um, excellence or virtue, but it has a deeper meaning, something closer to being your best self moment to moment to moment. And the way I like to frame it up is if in any given moment you're capable of being this and you're actually being this and there's a gap between who you could have been in that moment, not from who you could have been 25 years until now, but moment to moment to moment, if there's a gap between who you could be and who you're actually being, it's in that gap in which regret, anxiety, disillusionment, all the negative emotions we don't want to experience exist. When you live with Arte and you close the gap and you express the best version of yourself, you experience what Aristotle called the summum bonum, the greatest good of life. They call that eudaimonia, which is like a deep sense of flourishing, joy, meaning, etc. So that's the one word summation of um, my life's work. Having studied ancient wisdom and modern science and all the things, I tattooed my body with it. And of course, we put it on the cover of the book. And um, that's the basic idea. And, uh, you know, what I've dedicated my life to helping people um, operationalize in their lives and, and move from theory to practice to mastery. Mm, yeah. And it's, I guess it's sort of in each of, in each moment, you kind of have a, a choice, right? I mean, you have a choice on how you can respond or react. Exactly. I mean, literally, at the end of the day, it's that simple. Moment to moment to moment. The Greeks would say you have a guiding spirit. They called it a daimon. So you, daimonia, literally means good soul. So we each have this voice, this kind of sense of wisdom, but we need to slow down long enough to, as Viktor Frankl says, step in between the stimulus and your response. And in that gap between stimulus and response, he says, is your freedom. So getting ourselves um, more and more um, skilled at choosing those wise choices and embodying the ideas we already know. I mean, most of this stuff we know. We don't need to listen to another podcast or read another book. We need to move from theory to practice on it. Um, but I, I've, again, I've spent half of the last 25 years building and selling some businesses and the other half reading and writing and thinking, trying to understand what ancient wisdom teachers and the modern scientists have to say about living a good life. Um, and it, it, it's all traditions say the same thing. Be your best self in service to something bigger than yourself. But we're seduced to go after the fame, the wealth, the hotness, all the extrinsic factors. But science is unequivocal. If you're chasing those things predominantly, um, you're going to be, and I quote them, less psychologically stable than people who are pursuing the intrinsic motivators of being a better person, deepening relationships, and making a contribution. Um, and my business is called Heroic, but I like to say my wife is way more heroic than I am. I, I'm the guy that's kind of in front of um, our community and chatting with you right now. She's the one um, who gave birth to two of our kids at home, is, you know, spent so many nights taking care of them. And I want to redefine what it means to be heroic. It isn't the, you know, famous celebrity doing this or that, some of whom are worthy of it, but it's the everyday individuals um, who are committed to showing up as their best in service to something bigger than themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, you know, it, in some ways you're kind of chasing that all, at every moment then, right? I mean, does it, does it make you feel like you're less in, a, in, in each moment or how do you, how do you make it 
so that you're never always feeling like you're just falling short of that? It's a great question. I mean, it's what I've tried to do, you know, Eckhart Tolle's power of now. All great spiritual teachers tell us that the only moment we have is this moment right now. So the problem is when you're looking back and you're telling yourself a story about all the things you should have done up until this point in time, or you're looking ahead and saying, yeah, yeah, but I'm not there yet. So what we want to do is find a, a way to consistently be in the power of now. And in this moment, it's the only moment we have. And that's that's an obvious truism. But to fully get that and to get your energy focused on what's important now, um, and just to get clarity on who you are at your best, who you aspire to be, and then using this moment as an opportunity to express it. So yeah, there's there's always a dynamicism, you know, and it's challenging to hold high standards, but embrace the constraints of reality and not fall into unhealthy perfectionistic traps, which I talk a lot about in the book. Um, but slowing down to step back, see the game that we've been seduced to play. And this is objective one of the book. You got to know the ultimate game. It's not what you've been told. Um, and simply getting that and then forging the anti-fragile confidence, which we talked a little bit about before we came on live now. Um, there are systematic ways to show up with joy. It's no longer a joyless urgency. There's no more shame involved in the process. There's a deep level of self-compassion held with high standards where we know we're capable of more, and we hold ourselves to those standards with compassion, yet um, with an intensity, recognizing the fact that this is it. You know, it's an address rehearsal, which is why in the book there are 451 micro chapters. And I was going to write a normal, fluffy 200, 300 page book. I was almost done with it. And then I realized, no, no, no. My style is very pithy. I like to deliver more wisdom in less time through what I've done um, previous to the book. But there are 451 ideas because it takes 451 degrees to ignite a fire. And there's something called activation energy where one thing becomes another thing. So if you want to boil water, you need to get to 212 degrees. 200 degrees won't do anything. 210, 211, nothing. You need to get to that point. So we need to have a grounded level of intensity um, and embrace the constraints of our reality and the the vision we have, and, and we all know we're capable of more, but to joyfully bring our best to this moment. And when we fall short, we have a lot of practices we talk about to learn from that and then to get better. Um, so it's a really delicate balance. And I honored the question and the challenge of that. Um, but it's it's exciting, you know, as we get more clarity and more wisdom and discipline and love and courage to feel that deep sense of meaning and purpose. Vis-a-vis um, -vis the burnout and the innervation and the overwhelm and the anxiety, where we're just on a treadmill running and not feeling like we're getting anywhere, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, 
or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bestlife to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bestlife. So what, tell, tell me a little bit about your origin story. Like what drove you to do all of this? Yeah. And when I was, you know, when I was preparing for our chat, just learning more about the conversations you have, I knew that the origin story that I needed to share, I can give you the the high level, what you described of, oh yeah, he's done this and he's done that. But the most important part of my story is I'm the youngest of five lower middle class, blue collar family. My father worked in a grocery store, struggled with alcohol. His father uh, struggled with alcohol and ended his own life. Um, And first generation college student, all those things. So um, uh, the root of my my kind of passion and intensity is my own suffering and the suffering I experienced growing up. And my dad was a good man and he did his best, but there comes with a lot of dysfunction in that environment. And I can laugh now, but I like to say it looks like I lost both the genetic and the environmental lottery on that one. Um, And 25 years ago, first-generation college student, UCLA, started my career at the old Arthur Anderson, professional services, audit, tax, financial planning, consulting, hated all of it. First week of, of work, I'm driving home from downtown LA on the 405 in Los Angeles to West LA, and I pull over on the side of the road and I throw up. Two days after, you know, I'm like, this is not me. I can't do that for the rest of my life. That's what I'm going to do. I had the same intensity, you know, but none of the wisdom. Anyway, I thought I'd go to law school. Oh, let me study for the LSAT. I'll go to law school, you know, top 10 school, get a stamp saying I'm a smart guy. Go to Berkeley. I move into the apartment in Berkeley. I literally throw up. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. It's an escape, but it's not it. Anyway, long way to say, I dropped out of law school and I had no idea what I wanted to do other than burn my resume coach some kids in baseball. I just wanted to give back a little bit. Um, Moved back in with my mom at 23 and obsessed about how I was going to figure things out and wanted to end my own life. That's that's my origin story in terms of me as a kid, scared of everything, all the things. And then my own pain and suffering um, led me to work really, really hard to figure out what I need to do in order to build scaffolding in my life such that I no longer felt that depth of despair, um, goosebumps, and that's what I've done. So I've spent 25 years just, just, and I've built and sold two businesses, but when I wasn't doing that, all I did was read and write and teach hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the best ancient wisdom books, modern science, and then try to build a protocol that can help people who may not want to get out of bed tomorrow morning and feel overwhelmed. And I know that feeling. And I also know what it feels like to know I'm never going to feel that again. And I have a decent sense of what I did to go from there to here. Um, And so that's, that's what I've dedicated my life to is trying to get really, really skilled in connecting with people wherever they're at from that end of the spectrum to we work with the most elite military officers, athletes, coaches, executives, attorneys, you know, like, like this is um, what, what um, I do, but it's grounded in the depth of um, compassion for myself and for that experience with hopefully some wisdom gained in the process um, 
And uh, that's a now long kind of meandering origin story that brought me to today. Oh, no, it's not meandering or long at all. I mean, it's so powerful and it's so important for people to hear because I think there's so much wisdom and so much gold and so many nuggets in what you just shared. And it's so uh, raw and real. And I mean, we all have been there. We've all struggled. And I mean, even for me as well, I mean, I... Uh, you know, I always, I'm, I joke, but it's true. You know, I'm half Chinese and half German. So I always say I have no fun genes whatsoever. But, you know, it's true. It, you know, my dad is uh, Chinese and it very, you know, I uh, was expected to do and I graduated second in my class from high school. And, you know, and I, I, I got married at 19 and I, I dropped out of uh, college and got, you know, had three kids by the time I was 22. And I think it was really because it was more like, I I just was, that was my version of rebellion, you Mm. know? And then I went back to law school at night and, you know, uh, I still finished. um, Mm. And I I was a single mom and, uh, you know, went back in my 20s and 100% on student loans as a single mom and all of that. I got remarried, uh, met my husband in law school and, um, you know, mm-hmm. did all of that craziness still in my 20s. It was like crazy. And we've been married for 23 years now. And we have a, wow. I know, it's crazy. We have a 21-year-old daughter together. But um uh, it's just a whole in, insanity. It, it was an insane time in my life, but I, um, I, it was all because, you know, I had all this pressure on me and, you know, you, you have all of these expectations and I honestly didn't really love practicing law, but it was like, that was the expectation at the time, you know, it was like doctor, lawyer, you know, those were the choices from my family. Um, and I love what I do now because I'm helping people. I feel like I'm in my passion. I feel like I'm in, uh, you know, I'm doing things for people every single day that um, I get to show up and and mm. be, um, you know, uh, it's like a mission from God for me, right? And I think that there's such a difference when you get to show up and do things that you love. Um, a huge mm. difference. So, Beautiful. yeah. Um, so I, I love that you shared all of that. I love that you shared all of that. Um, and I graduated from law school in 2000. So, no a- way. Uh, twinsies. <laughs> yeah. Your story is heroic. Three kids by 22. Yeah. Um, astonishing and um everything about it and just finding that that sense of purpose through the despair through the challenges and this is the the heroic quest is exactly that call to adventure which involves a rebellion at times back to the event you're fighting dragons you're winning you're losing slash learning and then you transform your consciousness and you come back to the the world that you left transformed with a gift of your consciousness and Embracing that is a big part of of my life's work. And again, redefining what it means to be heroic. That is as heroic as it gets. And those traumas that you have experienced, that I've experienced my own way, that we've all experienced in our own idiosyncratic ways, become the very fuel for our growth. 
when we are able to um, wisely look at them and then approach them and integrate them into our life story. And that's a big part of my life's work. And I have the same relationship, by the way. I, I like to say that I, I made a deal with God that I would be blessed to have the opportunity to study and embody and teach these ideas to the extent I shared everything I was learning. And I did my best to practice my own philosophy and help others. So I too feel like there's a sacredness to um, the work that I do and that I, I encourage our community to engage in where the hero goes on the quest and becomes the guide for those in their lives, whether it's their kids or their family or their community or their colleagues, et cetera. And that's, you know, we're unapologetic in our mission to change the world. That's how we change the world. Me and you and everyone on this, you know, connection right now, figuring out what our own idiosyncratic, you know, path is. And um, briefly, the word hero means protector. So in ancient Greece, they came up with a word and it wasn't tough guy or killer or bad guy. The word hero meant protector. And it's really important to me that I reintroduce Arte. Frankly, that word should have never left our cultural vernacular. It was the dominant philosophy, you know, of the ancient Greco-Roman world, and it just kind of went away. And the idea of to be heroic, it's not other people. It's you protecting the values and virtues that, that, that you aspire to see more of in the world, you know, and taking care of yourself and your family and your community. And, uh, the moment you do commit to being your best self, in that moment, from my mind, you are heroic. You don't need to wait until you're achieved whatever it is you think you need to achieve to be okay. No, in that moment, there's a deep sense of connection to your best self, um, and you are heroic. And then none of us will do it perfectly, but can we more and more consistently close that gap and be our best selves? And then again, it, it takes on a, a joyful sense of um, happiness and uh, and it's no longer chores. These aren't things that we have to do. These are gifts we give to ourselves so that we can experience more of the joy and the meaning we want in our lives. Yes, absolutely. And so I, I, I want to go into the book a little bit because you, the way you have it laid out, you have it laid out in uh, like these micro chapters or mini chapters sort of in a way that people can just sort of pick it up and they don't have to read it from front to back if they don't want to. So talk about that a little bit. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. Your gut produces 80 to 85 to 90% of your body's serotonin. When's the last time a psychiatrist prescribed a nutrition protocol that didn't include sugar or refined foods? Because that's disrupting your underlying physiology, which is driving a lot more of your psychology than you may know. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life, whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets. And so 
so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to Break Free From Hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. You're not going to get acknowledgement from them. They're not going to say, oh yeah, you're right. You did a good job or, oh yeah, you're right. You contributed to my career or yeah, you helped me in that situation or you made my life better in this way. You're not going to get that. They're not going to make it seem like, sure, you get to take credit for anything. In fact, if anything, they're going to make it look like you're the problem. And now we return to today's show. The book is deliberately, um, as you said, it's it's got a bit of a weight to it, yet I wanted it to be really readable at the same time. So you can pick it up and you can read it from wherever you want. Each micro chapter is a different idea that I hope can help you activate your heroic potential in aggregate. Um, And they're one, two, three pages long. So, you know, a minute, two, three, whatever. But then you can also read it from the beginning through. And there are seven objectives um, that I've used to frame up everything we do. So we have a heroic app. We have a coach certification program with heroic that 10,000 people from 100 countries have gone through that has been scientifically proven to change lives. And these seven objectives are my way to kind of um, create a logical coherence of what all the ancient wisdom and modern science teachers have to say and help us apply it to our lives. So moving from theory to practice to mastery. Um, and we can talk about those objectives if you wanted to and kind of some of my favorite ideas. But that's that's how the book is was approached. Pick it up anywhere if you want, or you can pick it up and systematically go through the way we've architected it, um, hopefully to help you um, not just read these ideas, but really find ways to integrate them in your own idiosyncratic um, life. Yeah, so talk about... The uh, first of all, what does it mean to be anti-fragile and, and anti-fragile in in confidence? Talk about that because I think that's something that a lot of people would love to have. Yeah, so this this is my favorite idea. So I appreciate you going there. So seven objectives. First one is you got to know the ultimate game. You've been seduced to play the wrong game. We talked about that briefly. Second objective is um, forge anti-fragile confidence. And so I defined some terms in that. Rule number one of that game that you're playing, though, is it's supposed to be challenging. So you don't go to a movie where you're watching a hero on the screen and expect it to be easy for the hero. But we've been seduced to play the wrong game and that it should be easy. And if it isn't easy and you feel overwhelmed or stressed or anxious or you want to give up, that something must be wrong with you. But nothing's wrong with you. Um, And so we want to embrace that you're supposed to be battling dragons, right? Not sidestepping lizards. And then you want to get stronger with every challenge you face. So anti-fragility is Nassim Taleb's brilliant word that he coined to um, talk about the opposite of fragility. So we talk about resilience, um, but he says there's something more powerful than resilience. So the way I like to frame it up is, you know, imagine yourself as a package being sent in the mail. Now, if you're fragile, you write on the package, handle me with care, I break. When things get hard, COVID happens or this happens or that happens, I break, I'm fragile. I mean, again, we all are fragile at different times and have been and will be. But then you can be resilient, 
which is I'm stronger and I, I can endure more stress before I break, but then I bounce back faster. But what's the opposite of fragile? What if instead you wrote on your box, throw me around? I get stronger. Every time I get pushed, I literally get stronger. And you approach to your life's challenges like you do when you go to the gym. You don't lift styrofoam weights. You lift real weights. And you know that those weights make you stronger. So the idea of anti-fragility is that Nassim Taleb uses a metaphor of the wind. And he says that the wind, aka challenges, stresses, etc., the wind extinguishes a little candle, but that same wind fuels a fire. So we want to build the fire of strength and confidence. So confidence means intense trust. Intense trust in what? Not that things will go perfectly, but that it doesn't matter. You have what it takes to respond to whatever life throws at you. Then uh, to conclude this part, the, the only way to build trust in any relationship is to do what you say you will do. So if you and I have this time to connect and I don't show up, you may give me a pass the first time, but if I don't do it again, you're like, I don't trust this guy. You know, I'm not trustworthy. You shouldn't trust me. Well, if you say you're going to do certain things, whether it's meditate or follow a nutrition program or move your body a certain way or sleep a certain way or whatever, and you don't do that, you're eroding your trust. And to be blunt, you shouldn't have trust in yourself and confidence, but stated positively. When you start doing the things you know are best for you more and more consistently, you build more trust. Then the final point here, Phil Stutz is my coach. Phil, you may have seen in the documentary with Jonah Hill on Netflix called Stutz. I've worked with him 400 one-on-one sessions over seven years. He's my spiritual father, wrote the forward to the book, etc. In one of our early sessions, he complimented me on what he called my emotional stamina, told me I had a lot of it. I'm like, that sounds cool. I have no idea what emotional stamina is. So the next session, I ask him, what's emotional stamina? It's basically your ability to endure life's challenges. But then he said something that completely transformed my life that I now call anti-fragile confidence and how we do it. He said, here's how you build emotional stamina. He says, the worse you feel, the more committed you need to be to your protocol. So the worse you feel, the more committed you are to doing the things you do when you're at your best. The old me, when I got hit, I would do all the things I knew I shouldn't be doing. I'd invite the circus into town. I'd go off the rails. Oops. The new me gets hit. I slow down and I say, oh, now's the time for me to really make sure I'm working out, I'm doing my protocol or working out and all the other things I do. But that's the now long answer to the anti-fragile confidence. It's life-changing. You get even 3%, 5%, 10% better at using life's challenges to deepen your practices and use it as fuel to get stronger. Um, and you fundamentally and permanently change your life. I've experienced that and we've had, you know. A lot of people go through our program who have reflected on that idea being the one that most transformed them. Yeah. I mean, you even have a chapter in the book. I'm going to say this is the one that like jumped out at me. It's called Punched in the Face Lately. (laughs) What to do next time that happens. And I'm going (laughs) to let everybody, you know, get the book so you can read the chapter because I thought it was pretty funny. Um, So... Um, that, that kind of goes along with what you're talking about. And okay. So, I mean, which is kind of cool. Like there's like these different sections on 
you know, what to do if you are punched in the face or how to boost your well-being by 25%, you know, gratitude. And then there's like even a, a little space to fill that in if you want to, you know, so it's kind of broken out by sections like that, which I think is pretty cool. Okay. So Let's go into like, and one of one of the sections, by the way, it re- references one of my favorite books of all time, which is The Four Agreements, which I thought was pretty awesome. The Four Agreements in Four Minutes, I think, is what I called that one. So here you go, one, two, three, four. I'll tell you what: the fourth agreement, always do your best. That's Arte. So you're That's impeccable with. That's definitely true. And it, there's another one that says never take anything personally, which is one of my favorites because. The way people treat other people is always a reflection of the way they feel about themselves. A hundred percent. Then you're impeccable with your word. So you say you're going to do something, you do it. Right. I mean, these are, these are very fundamental truths that all great teachers, again, from Don Miguel to um, all the people I've referenced and all the modern science is based on these same, same ideas. Um, Put your virtues in action, be your best self. Um, And we talked about the virtues, but wisdom, discipline, love, Courage. These are these are the virtues. Hope, gratitude. You referenced, um, and then curiosity, being open to life, seeing what's working, what needs work. And then, interestingly, the number one virtue scientists say is most highly correlated with your well-being is zest, which is a weird word for energy or vitality. Mm. So, how you're eating, how you're moving, how you're sleeping, these things are driving your physiology, which is driving your psychology. So this is where I always start with the coaches we train and the people that I coach. Um, get your fundamentals right. Your gut produces 80 to 85 to 90% of your body's serotonin. When's the last time a psychiatrist prescribed a nutrition protocol that didn't include sugar or refined foods? Because that's disrupting your underlying physiology, which is driving a lot more of your psychology than you may know. Um, so that's a big part of, of um, what we talk about as well. And uh, I love your dancing through the little micro chapters and um well i do love to dance by the way i just recently heard about the david beckham dance challenge have you heard about this i have not but my wife is the dancer in the family so I'm oh, this sure. is actually very funny it's a, on a tiktok and so how it works is if your if your wife actually starts dancing to islands in the stream you are supposed to Uh, How it works is the spouse is supposed to start dancing along. So it's it's just it's a it's it's a challenge to see if the spouse starts dancing along. That's awesome. Yeah, and and (laughs) you know they're they're you know they're they're like not in the know on 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 camera, but you know like are they going to start dancing along without you know any prompting? And, oh my goodness, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like fail or not. Like, so like there's like these husbands or or wives that are just like still sitting there and they don't get up and start dancing, or do they? Right. And it's very funny. Very funny. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh and so there's the zest for life. I I would definitely be the one dancing for sure. Um, but yeah, so. I, I love this book and um and gratitude is huge. I mean, gratitude is so, so huge in so many ways, and there's so much science around it. I actually put it in my new book too, because uh, I, you know, 
it's not just being grateful, but there's also, it puts you in a state of receiving. And, you know, if you want to receive more in your life, then, you know, you are open then for that. And, uh, and, and also you, you really, you cannot be angry and also feeling gratitude. You cannot be feeling vengeful and also feeling in a state of gratitude. I mean, there's just so much to the power of gratitude. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we carry them and we bottle them up, it can definitely affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash negotiate. It's such a powerful distinction. And that's one of my favorite distinctions is you can't simultaneously have those two emotional states, whether it's anger or depression or resentment or any of those things. In the moment in which, again, closing the gap, you choose to practice gratitude, and it's a practice. All these things are practices. Um, You ask my kids how you get good at anything, they will give you an immediate answer. You practice. All right, well, you want to feel more joy and more purpose more. I mean, you got to practice embodying the virtues that we're discussing. And gratitude, you know, the leading researcher, as you know, Robert Emmons, says the stats are eye-popping. Super conservative guy, but Simply keeping track of five things for which you're grateful once a week for six weeks increases your happiness by 25%. Those are crazy numbers. So in the moment in which you're feeling despair or overwhelm, et cetera, can you step back and think about, even right now, I mean, it's a miracle what we're doing right now. Somehow, miraculously, I'm talking to you, going up on Starlink business, coming down to wherever you are right now, and we're, we're doing this. And then at some point in the future, someone's going to be able to connect with us in this context. It's a truly surreal thing that Robert Emmons says you can take for granted, which unhappy people do, or you can take it as granted, as a miracle. Everyone on my wall back here, other than my own kids, um, this would be, this is science fiction. Yeah, we go through our lives and we get upset when there's a little glitch in our internet or whatever it is. Um, Unhappy people take things for granted. They have a level of entitlement that things should be a certain way. Happy, flourishing people are grateful. Um, They feel a sense of of humility and a sense of um, of, uh, gratitude. They appreciate. And as you said, what you appreciate appreciates Yes. It, it puts in value. Um, so I love you highlighting that. It's such a, a beautiful, powerful um, virtue that we can learn how to embody more, especially, again, in the moments in which we least feel like practicing it or the moments in which we want to be most committed. Absolutely. So where can people find out more about you and more about your book and follow you and all that good stuff? 
Yeah, so the book, if you're listening, it's Arete, A-R-E-T-E, um, funny word, but A-R-E-T-E. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. Um, uh, we're in FedEx. I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, awesome, FedEx, let's go. That'll be that'll be fun. Uh, and then we have an app called Heroic that you can find at heroic.us or in your iOS and Android um, kind of app stores. But uh, self-development platform to help you get more wisdom in less time and move from theory to practice to mastery. Um, and then if you're not ready to get the book yet, but you want to learn a little more, you can get the forward by Phil Stutz in the ebook and audiobook in the first, I don't know, dozen or so micro chapters at heroic.us slash book. Ah, so good. And do you have an Instagram or anything like that to people? No, we're we're built. I do. I don't even know what it is. Heroic Brian or something. But but we're <laughs> building our own social platform. So my background is I've built and sold two social platforms before Facebook. Have you seen the Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 So we made crowdfunding history, raising the first five million dollar round from our community. As uh, the vision is, we're creating an answer to the social dilemma. A social platform we're building with the same we're built with the same company that built Slack, Tinder, Uber Eats. For conversations like this, outside of the toxicity of the typical platforms and the unintended catastrophic consequences of using platforms that make their money hacking your attention. So we're excited about that. That's a key component to Heroic um, that you can learn more about at all the other places I mentioned. But yeah, I... I, uh, I'm not a big social guy, but I'm excited about what we're building, and I am somewhere on Instagram. But check us out at Heroics and uh, join our community. <laughs> I'll connect yes. with you. Yes. All right. Well, go check him out. Get his book. And I'm excited to talk to you and support you. And uh, this was super fun. Wow. What a what a great uh, story and great book. So thank you for joining me. I'm really really excited about everything that you're doing. Likewise, on all of the uh, the fronts. Bless you, Rebecca. Appreciate you having me and um, admire you and all you're up to. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Slayers, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about, Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever and take 
your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring and Each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.